John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Years ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. There's no water got in here, but something awful cold did. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. Stay away from the fog. <laughs> from the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. Alright, what is going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And I'm Johnny. I'm Randy. And we have The Fog. The Fog. And Randy, this is my first time ever viewing this movie. Me too. And I can definitely tell that John Carpenter uh, directed this film. It, you could tell me that they filmed this the exact same set and everything of Halloween, and I'd probably believe you. Yeah, I like, wonder. Same musical keyboard, everything. Yep. I'm wondering if uh, he did the music to it. I don't see how he couldn't have. Because it, it was just way too similar to, to Michael Myers. In that, the Halloween that, feel. The Halloween, yeah. I'm going to look it up. He might have. So you got you got anything for us, Randy? Man, I got you a summary. You want me to read the summary while you look that up? Yeah, go ahead. It's really short, though. <clears throat> That's what she said. Shut up. <laughs> An unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. That's, that's it. That's it. But the story to that 
You'll find out once we get into the movie. Right on. And, yes, uh, music was by John Carpenter. That makes a lot of sense. So this film came out in 1980, and it was directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who did the original 1978 Halloween. It shows. Uh, it was produced by Deborah Hill, and let's see here. Music by John Carpenter. Uh, it was released February 1st, 1980. Hey, and today is February 1st. Look at that. Boy, and we did not actually plan that. No, we didn't. But you ain't going to get this to the third, so it don't mean as much to you guys as it does to us. Just know we recorded it on its anniversary. Yes. We don't get up early Friday morning and record these. No, I got to work. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, the budget was $1.1 million, and at the box office made $21.3 million. Made some money. Yeah, I did. I figure... Um, they were coming off that high of Halloween, you know, and oh, yeah. everybody heard, ooh, John Carpenter's back and all right. that, you know. Came out, what, two years after Halloween? Yeah. So, everybody was still hyped on John Carpenter at that point. Oh, yeah. But, <clears> for <throat> the first time, I didn't even know that John Carpenter ever did any acting, but he actually shows up in this movie for about three minutes. Mm -hmm. He played Bennett. Yes. At the very beginning. And then we got the one and only Jamie Lee Curtis. She the plays Elizabeth. Green Queen. Oh. Uh, Andreen Adriana Barbo played Stevie Wayne. She, <laughs> she played the lighthouse uh, radio disc jockey. Yeah, Janet Lee played Kathy Williams. Nancy Kyes played Sandy Fidel. Uh, your boy Tom Atkins played Nick Castle, which, which I is, thought was kind of cool. That's yeah. That, I mean, you, as soon as he said, "Hey, this is Nick a Castle," I mean, you both like whipped real quick. Hey. Then we had Rob Botton, who played the Ghost of Blake. Mm -hmm. Hal Holbrook played Father Malone. Uh, Buck Flower played Tom McWallis. John Houseman played Mr. Mockin, and he was the one that, uh, no, Charles Cyphers played Dan O'Brien. Yes. O'Brien. Brennan? O'Bannon. O'Bannon. Wow, you're butchering these. I'm terrible. He was the one that was... Uh, in Halloween, right? Yes, he was Sheriff Brackett from Halloween 1978 and Halloween Kills. Yep. And really, that's all the notable ones. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the main ones. But yeah. I will say I thought it was cool that we had Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Then we had uh, Nancy Keys as uh, Sandy. She, you know, she was Annie. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and um, let's see. Uh, you forgot to mention... Uh, Jamie Lee's mother. I didn't. I said Janet Lee. I just forgot. I didn't know her, <laughs> you did, her yeah. mother. Though. I said her name. But anyway, like I said, yeah, this was the first time uh, that I've ever seen the film. Um, I've never seen the remake. I, I don't. I don't <clears throat> think I've seen the remake, but I know for a fact I haven't seen this one. Yeah. And of course, um, we, we've been doing this this year. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.8 out of a 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 75%. And I'm going to start reading what the audience scored it. Uh oh. And the audience scored this film a 64%. So. I that, think the audience knows more about movies than Rotten Tomatoes. That's the way I feel about it. 
Uh, this film, of course, is rated R. It's a horror slash thriller, and it was one hour and 31 minutes, which to me, it seemed like it was a, easily a two-hour movie. Man, you could have told me this was two and a half hours, and I'd have believed you. It was a slow burn. Yes. And I, I don't think I've ever said that about a movie that was an hour and a half long. Right, right. So, that being said, uh, you want to kind of give us the synopsis, as you always do? The synopsis. So, the story is set in a California town. It's called, what's the name of the town? Uh, Antonio Bay. Yeah. <clears throat> and the legend, the story of Antonio Bay was 100 years before. There was a ship that wrecked um, that the crew was lost at sea. With all their treasure. <clears throat> but the treasure is what was founded was used to build the town. Right. And now they're getting ready to celebrate 100 years of Antonio Bay being. <clears throat> at the beginning of the movie, we see a man sitting at the beach. And we're not going to see by scene, like, we, like we've stated before. Mm -hmm. But this kind of sets the whole stage for the movie. Yeah. So there is a man at the beach. And he's talking and he's telling his ghost stories to little kids. <clears throat> and... His name is Mr. Machen, or Macon, M-A-C-H-E-N, however you say that. <clears throat> so, he says, at the very beginning, 11.55, almost midnight, enough time for one more story. One more story before 12, just to keep us warm. In five minutes, it'll be the 21st of April. 100 years ago, on the 21st of April, out in the waters around Spivey Point, a small clipper ship drew toward land. Suddenly, out of the fog, or out of the night, the fog rolled in. For a moment, they could see nothing—not a foot in front of them. Then they saw a light. By God, it was a fire burning on the shore, strong enough to penetrate the swirling mist. They steered a course toward the light, but it was a campfire, like this one. The ship crashed against the rocks. The hull sheared in two. Mass snapped like a twig. The wreckage sank with all the men on board. <clears throat> At the bottom of the sea lay the, lay the Elizabeth Dane with her crew, their lungs filled with salt water, their eyes open, staring into the darkness. And above, as suddenly as it came, the fog lifted, receded back across the ocean, and never came again. But it is told by the fishermen and their fathers and grandfathers that when the fog returns to Antonio Bay, the men at the bottom of the sea, out in the water by Spivey Point, will rise up and search for the campfire that led them to their dark, icy death. Dude, you memorized that entire thing? No, I read it off. IMDb. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Get, I can't take that much credit. So the premise of the movie is there's a curse, a supposed curse, on uh, Antonio Bay. Mainly near Spivey Point. They make that a note. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the stuff that happens is near Spivey Point. Yeah. Um, and it's believed that whenever the fog comes back, the men that were lost will come back to find whoever it was responsible for them crashing. Yeah. We actually find that out a little bit later in the movie. Mm hmm So that's pretty much the whole gist of it. Like, the town's getting ready for this festival, celebrating 100 years. Yes. Are they it's celebrating 100 years? Yeah, it's the centennial. They're celebrating the Antonio Bay existing, I guess. Okay. Being okay. established for 100 years. Gotcha. Um, a little bit later, we get introduced to Father Malone. 
Um, <laughs> Kevin Malone. Kevin Malone. Watermelon. Watermelon. And um, actually, we get introduced to him closer to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. When we see uh, Bennett, who is John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Um, He's he, a father. Can I get paid now? <laughs> yeah. Um, father Malone ends up finding a journal hidden in the wall. And it's dated 1880. Yes. Um, and it's got, oddly enough, Father... Oh, what was the name? Um, Patrick Malone. Father Patrick Malone's diary. Yep. And he starts reading and looking over that, and it talks about April 21st. Yeah. We don't find out what it is until later in the movie. Right. But to go ahead and, and give you guys a little, little idea of what it is... <clears throat> Later in the movie, whenever um, Janet, what's her name in the movie? It's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Kathy, Kathy yeah, Williams. Kathy. Whenever she goes, Father Malone to see because they're planning on Father Malone doing the benediction mm-hmm. over the the whole ceremony. He wants to show her something. He brings out the journal and he starts covering the journal. He doesn't read the whole thing. Yeah. But what he does read, he starts reading from December 9th all the way up until April twenty first. And it kind of gives you the ex- all of the backstory. Not just the ghost story, but it gives you all the backstory. <clears throat> so, what he says is December night. This is the journal. Father Malone reading from Patrick Malone's journal. December night, 9th. Met with Blake this evening for the first time. He stood in the shadows to prevent me from getting a clear look at his face. What a vile disease this is. He is a rich man with a cursed condition but this does not prevent him from trying to better his situation and that of his comrades at, at the colony. December 11th. Blake's proposition is simple. He wants to move off Tanzier Island and relocate the entire colony just north of here. He, was purch- he has purchased a clipper ship called the Elizabeth Dane with part of his fortune and asked only for permission to settle here. I must balance my feelings of mercy and compassion for this poor man, with my revulsion at the thought of a leper colony only a mile distance. So, obviously, Blake had leprosy. Yeah. Uh, April 20th. The six of us met tonight. Doesn't say who the six are. Right. The six of us met tonight from midnight until one o'clock. We planned the death of Blake and his comrades. I tell myself that Blake's goal will allow the church to be built and our small settlement to become a township but it does not soothe the horror that I feel being an accomplice to murder. April 21st. The deed is done. Blake followed off false fire on shore and the ship broke apart on the rocks off Spivey Point. We were aided by an unearthly fog that rolled in as if heaven sent, although God had no part in our actions tonight. Blade's gold will be recovered tomorrow and may the Lord forgive us for what we've done. And then he says, I could not read it any further. So what was the point of them doing it now? Basically what it was were, and it doesn't say who the other six are. The only one we know of the six is Patrick Malone. Right. Basically what it is is Blake had a group of people he wanted to settle north of uh, Antonio Bay. Right. Or where it's now Antonio Bay. And I'm guessing that all of those people had leprosy. It doesn't necessarily say yeah. The only one it says had leprosy was Blake. Yeah. Or he and Patrick Malone indicated it was a leper colony. Right. So it's just an assumption. And basically 
the six of them got together and they decided instead of giving them the help they wanted, they basically plotted to kill them and then take their gold and then build the town with it. Right. And they succeeded. Mm-hmm. And you get that hint throughout the movie six when it come when it talks about the six. Yeah, because there was a scene where um, the disc jockey. Um, She's uh, Wayne. Yeah, Stevie Wayne. Stevie Wayne. Her son is actually out on the shore at one part, and he sees something shining over by some rocks. Yeah, his so name's Andy. Yeah, Andy Barclay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Andy Barclay. Um. He sees something while he's walking along the beach, and he sees this, like something shine over by the rocks. He goes to check it out, and it's actually a gold doubloon. Yep. Gold coin. Water rushes over it, and then it turns into a plank of wood. See, I, when he kept saying that, I thought the wood just washed up and got in, got on it. But I see whatever he was doing. Yeah. And um, he gets the wood out, takes it to his mom. His mom, you know, freaked out. On the wood itself, all you can read is Dane. Yeah. She takes it back to the lighthouse. And while she's getting everything ready, the board starts leaking mm-hmm. water. And it starts going over to this tape player that she's got playing. And then all of a sudden it flashes to the board. And then the board says six must die instead. Yeah. And then like explodes into flames. Then when she puts the fire out, it says Dane again. So that's when you get the hint that the curse is meant to kill six. Whoever was responsible basically. Right. So, the whole I, uh, the whole idea of the movie is the fog's rolling in finally, and it happens to be April twenty first. So now, Blake's come back to take his revenge out on the town, and on the six, and recover his gold. Hmm. So, I'm gonna add a little fun fact for well, you. Bring bring me some fun facts. Uh, John Carpenter actually worked on The Fog with both his wife and his ex-girlfriend. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that must have been fun. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she actually made The Fog as a favor. <laughs> really? Yes. She, I mean, she was in the movie, but she wasn't how you would assume Jamie Curtis to be a focal point. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter was so displeased with his uh, his own performance after the fog he never cast himself again and it says one of the fog's jump scares is totally a cheat about 34 minutes into the film while walking through a church Janet is startled by a sudden appearance of a priest played by Hal uh, Holbrook who steps out of the dark corner but the corner wasn't dark enough when they shot it so you could see uh, Holbrook standing there to make the moment work better as a jump scare, Carpenter darkened that part of the frame in post-production to keep Holbrook uh, concealed. He didn't darken it. He blacked it out. <laughs> yeah. Because when he jumped out of the corner, I was freaked out. Because I, I had never seen him. Uh, another fun fact, just about every ghost arm seen in the fog belongs to one guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. So... I'll, I'll say that they did a really good job. I would kept hoping they would show their faces and stuff. Yeah. But by the end of the movie, I was like, I'm kind of glad they didn't because it adds that, you know, bit of mystery. They did show like a side shot of somebody's face. Well, when you said that earlier, when you was like, man, come on, man, show, show them what they look like. The first thing I thought of was what me and you just discussed, not even on the podcast, just me and you talking about mm-hmm. Jason. 
Yeah. You hate when they always show his face. Yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah, it's cool, but man, what if the what if the uh, effects suck? Yeah. Then it ruins the whole mistake. Yeah. And I think just showing the glow of the eyes at the end that, that was. That was enough. Yeah, there was one scene where um, they chased the girl the, Stevie. Yeah, where they chased Stevie on top of the tower. Yes, and she went to stab him with one of the hooks. Yeah, and it showed like a side shot, and all it was was like algae covered. Yeah, so you really didn't see a face. But no, I thought they did a really good job, and there were times where you could see them when they were walking through the fog. You could hear them squishing. Right, I thought that was really cool. I'll say this movie actually, it had a lot going for it. Like, there was things I enjoyed. The camera shots, like I said, you could tell. The way, uh, it's like they just put it on a tripod. It's almost like a shot, just like Halloween, mm. the original. The music is outstanding, you know. Yeah. But I just feel like, man, something was missing in this movie. Like, I'm not saying it was a total bore the entire time I'm watching it, but because it, it kept me wondering what was going on at the beginning. Yeah. You know, when I, like, oh, we thought it was the earthquake and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to lie to you. I don't feel like it. To me, it didn't live up to yeah. what I was expecting. <clears throat> See, and that's like, for me at the very beginning, when they when you seen the fog at first, but then when stuff started happening around the town, there was no fog. Yeah. And stuff just started happening. Yeah. Like the gas, uh, the gas handle just mm-hmm. jumped out and started spewing gas. Yeah. Then the car jack started lifting the car up. There was no fog around. Right. I mean, th- to me, that made no sense. And and that was um, like five five minutes worth. Yeah. Of of stuff the, going on. The guy in the grocery store, the bottles started shaking. Yeah. In the cooler and everything. So it, I don't know. That to me, that made no sense and didn't really have a, a place in it. Yeah, I was hoping they was going to explain that. Like, it would have been different if the fog was there a little bit. To kind of give you an indication. Yeah. But no, there was no fault. It was nothing. Nothing at all. But do you want to uh, go ahead and then uh, we'll go do the pulling scale? The pulling scale? The pulling scale. The pulling scale. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, you, you, want, you, you, you want me to go first? I was thinking that way. You might make me go I, first. I'll go first. You, you always try to go first. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. That's because you make me go first. Oh, yeah, so what? Anyway. Um... I, I didn't know what to expect going into this one. Like, I knew it had something to do with the fog. I had no idea that there was going to be people in the fog. Oh, really? Now, see, I knew that. Yeah, I had no clue. I mean, like, watching the mist before, yeah. there was stuff in the mist, and you knew that. Yeah. So, you know, you could kind of assume, but nothing I've ever seen about this movie did I ever see people standing in the fog. It was just always shots of the fog. Right. So I had no clue. Um... I'll I'll say that I love the camera shots, mm-hmm. and there was no. I don't remember seeing any blood. I don't think I did either. So I mean, it wasn't like there was no gore really in it. They did have some kills on it, yeah. That they showed that looked pretty good. The um, when uh, old boy got stabbed in the back and then got stabbed in the chest, yeah. There was one they didn't show that. Somebody came in and, and grabbed the dude that was um, oh after the two guys on the seagrass. Got yeah, killed. yeah, yeah. He got snuck in and they he grabbed him by the back of the head and just started jabbing him in the head. And all they showed was his arm. So they didn't show him getting stabbed. You find out later his eyes were poked out. So you know, um, I dug the music. 
I thought the music was good. Yeah. The movie itself was so slow paced to be an hour and a half long. Yeah. Like, if they would have taken and sped it up and made mm-hmm. it an hour and ten minutes, I think it would have been a whole lot better movie. I really do. Because it just drug on and drug on and drug. It didn't. I mean, there was times I felt my eyes day, uh, kind of dozing off. Because I thought, man, it's just taking forever. I will say, though, I do like the story. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of shipwreck because of somebody's greed. Somebody, yeah, yeah. you know, killing somebody to take their money and then hiding the money. Which was actually kind of cool how they did it because they said that they would help the church. And the way they did it was they took all the gold and they melted it down and made a big cross out of it and hid it in the walls. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a, a cool, unique thing that they did. Yeah. And then at the end of it, when uh, Father Murphy found the cross, he was going to sacrifice himself to return the gold to Blake while yeah. they were out in the sanctuary of the church. And then that's when we got the red eyes from Blake. Right. He went up and grabbed the cross and, you know. Um, but, yeah, I... <laughs> it was... It was, wasn't terrible. The story, the music, and the shots are saving it. Yeah. But the progression of the movie, I guess, for me. Yeah. And, and I didn't think the acting was terrible. You know, to be... I mean, to be a 1980 movie, I didn't think the acting was bad at all. It was just how the movie developed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how the the story, the story did, the story developed okay, but getting to the story is what took so long. I feel like there was a lot of stuff in there that didn't make sense, right? Or didn't need to be there, you know. Um, so I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give us a thumbs in the middle. Okay. Think you ought to watch it one time. If you're a John Carpenter fan, because it does give you that Halloween feel, mm-hmm. especially the music, man. I the, <laughs> yeah, the theme, the theme behind this, man, I thought was really good. Um, so I'm gonna give it a thumbs in the middle. Check it out once. I mean, if you got a collection, you could could add it. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, just because. I mean, if you collect famous horror movies, yeah, you really have to. I mean, because it's John Carpenter, it's The Fog, it's famous. right. But not necessarily my cup of tea, and I'm I'm gonna give it a C minus. Okay, C minus. So that that's about a seventy to seventy two. Okay, yeah, wasn't all that great. Well, I'm gonna say this real quick because that's my turn. Ooh, I just gonna punch you right in the face. I saw your rating, didn't I? No. Oh lord. You gave this one better the season of the witch. The season of the witch was ten times better. No, no, it was not. Yes, it was. No. Season. Shut up. No, no, you don't had no, your no, review. No. If you're <laughs> gonna say the movie, say the whole title of the movie. Okay, Halloween three, season of the witch, which had no Michael Myers. In it. D- does it say Halloween three, Michael Myers? No, no. It says Halloween. Halloween no, one no, was no. It says Myers. Halloween three, exactly. season of the witch. Exactly. Michael Myers was in no. Halloween one, Halloween no. two. You can't call Halloween three. Halloween 3. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Your opinion. If they did Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, it sucked. Then they did Halloween 4 and they called it something else. And it had no Michael Myers, but it was like another whole story. And it just blew it out of the water. Shouldn't have been called Halloween. But that's what the point was. But anyway. Should have been called something else. You're going to like that movie one these days. I'm going to make you watch it again. Uh Uh-uh. Not happening. Yeah. So. Nope. 
<laughs> he said it's metal. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll review that again. So nope. uh, you'll get your brother to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Senor Reyes. Yeah. I honestly was disappointed with this movie. No. Uh, here's what kills me about it. The camera shots were great. The music, man, I really like music. And now I'm like, dude, I wish I could take that music and put it in a slasher film. Oh, yeah. Because that, that music was creepy. Oh, yeah. Um, the acting I didn't think was bad at all. Mm. There was things I didn't like, like, okay, Tom Atkins and Jamie Lee Curtis, they meet each other. And, like, it shows them in the car this first time they're meeting. And then the very next shot is them in bed together. Well, I mean, you, and did, I'm like, you did call Tom Atkins a playboy from the other movie. Yeah. But, so, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, none of the characters really, to me, and this is just being honest with you, to me, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was in it just to do that favor, like she said. Yeah. Because her character had no reason to be in this film. There was no character development. The only characters that you were supposed to care about, in my opinion, was the pastor or the priest, whatever, and uh, the mom and the son. I can see that. I mean, seriously. That's I mean, because that's the only one they added a little bit of texture to their yeah. stories. Yeah. Uh, I really think they put Jamie Lee Curtis in there just because, hey, uh, Halloween 1978 was... One of the top horror movies, if we put her back in there, and plus they say directed by John Carpenter, yeah. that you know they were going to get... And they made their money back. But if that fun fact was true about she did it just as a favor, that's exactly why she did it. You can tell, because like, she had lines, but somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis coming off of Halloween, mm-hmm. you would expect her to have a major role. Like, I could see her playing Stevie, uh, Stevie Warner's part. Yeah, the yeah. the disc jockey. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking of you know Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm I'm like give her one of the main roles. But know? I'm kind of actually happy who they gave that role to because I thought what what was her name? Uh, her real name is it Adrian? 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 I think it's Adrian, ain't it? Yeah, Adrian Barbo, whatever her last name is. Because yeah. I thought she did good. She in, did do in Creep Show. Oh yeah, and I thought she did good in this film. Um, yeah, she played the role good. It's just like her, her being in the movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. You would expect that role to be Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. again. Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie was Halloween, so yeah, she was still coming up. But even like Tom Atkins, which like I said, I and and I know you goof around about him because yeah, of Halloween yeah, three, yeah, but yeah. he's a good actor. He really is. But like his character really didn't have any development. Jamie Lee Curtis was just thrown in there. It really should have just focused on the mom and the son yeah. and, that, and the priest. That's pretty much about it. Well, there was stuff that come up. There were connections that were made deep in the movie, and you had no idea why. Yeah. Like uh, Tom Atkins. Nick Castle, he had a connection to the seagrass. Yeah. But you never found out why. Right. Like, they never built up to why he had a connection. You know, what it was between him and those guys that that made him wonder why they weren't there. Right. And, John, and like I said, as far as John Carpenter, I love his writing. I love his directing. His music's fantastic. And the way he shoots things, awesome. So that's why it's kind of hard to say that it's hard I was to so disappointed. Yeah, because The Thing, I love The Thing. I know you you liked it until the yeah, end. Up until the end. Uh, look at Halloween 1978. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and I know you haven't seen it, but uh, They Live. 
with Rowdy Roddy Piper. I haven't seen that one yet. You will dig that movie when we review that. Um, but, man, I'm giving this a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. It's not even getting the middle to me. Um, I know it's... I guess it's a classic, I guess. I, yeah, at this point you call it a cult classic, I guess. I don't know, because you can't... I mean, it seems like every horror movie that... Becomes a cult classic. Yeah, and, and that's not the case. Like, Halloween is not a cult classic. That's just a classic. Oh, yeah. But, uh... If you love John Carpenter's work, I, I'd say watch it. But, honestly, if you ask me, Hey, man, should I watch The Fog? I'm gonna tell you no. Uh, I own the movie because it come with the Howling. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a Scream Queen edition. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Howling, to me, is ten times better. Uh, but since I I have it to my collection, uh, I would tell you you uh, horror fans not to add it to your collection unless you just like that. I want every John Carpenter movie because I know people do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, thumbs down. I don't recommend you to watch it. Oh. Do, 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 do. With the music, the camera shots, and the acting, I'm giving this movie. A D plus. Like I was gonna give it uh, a D, but I bumped it up one point just because I did like the music and stuff like that. D plus is what sixty seven to sixty nine. What you looking at? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at something. Okay. What you looking at? Okay. Well, I was wondering because the movie mm-hmm. and the way it was done. It seems like it would make a great book, and I don't know if this was based off of a book. I don't know. Because the way the movie developed, mm-hmm. I could see a book developing that way. Yeah. But obviously with more backstory and everything like that. But this, if if there is a book that this movie's based off of, I could see this being one of those cases where the book is so much better than the movie. Yeah. Just because you have to put more in it to fill it, you know? Right. But that is our review of John Carpenter's 1980, The Fog. The Fog. Our next episode, which will be coming out in a couple weeks, is My Bloody Valentine 3D. You didn't think we was going to let you get out of February without a Valentine's Day, did you? I'm telling you, I've only watched it once, and I wasn't impressed with it. I don't think I've... Oh. And then me and you watched it. Did we? The, or no, the original. The original. And I absolutely love that one. You oh, did yeah. too, so... Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen this one. Who's in it? Hey, it's got Stone Cold in it. Yeah. Uh, Jamie King, I know her. This dude right here is from... Uh, Jensen Ackles? Yeah, he's from... Um, That's a supernatural dude, isn't it? Yes, there you yeah. go. Tom Atkins. Uh, look, why he's, he's over everything. <laughs> I've never heard of this dude before we started watching these movies. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard of his name, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a couple of them in there I recognize. I thought that was Kurt Angle for a minute. I thought it was too. <laughs> Holy crap, it is Kurt Angle. It's his wife. She's in it? I guess. Holy crap. <laughs> That's about it. That's all I recognize. Huh. But, uh, hey, just do a little fun thing real quick. Now that we do the uh, the whole grade and stuff, uh-huh. what would you give my bloody Valentine? The original one. <laughs> oh, it's a thumbs up. And it's probably like an A or a B plus A. In that area. It's, I didn't, it's probably a good B plus. So, I gotta say this real quick. Um, 
I have recently watched Halloween Ends. Oh, Lord. And I've only watched it once. The only reason you get warrant to bring this up is because we're doing a John Carpenter movie. Exactly. Just, just well, saying. Thank you. Just saying. Uh, thank you. Uh, otherwise, this would be a whole other podcast. But Halloween Ends, I've watched it one time, and that was in the theater. And I've come home, and like it was on Peacock, and I'd watch the end with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. But the other day, I finally sat down and rewatched that film. And I gave it a uh, C plus on our original review. But man, once I sat down and now I knew what I was going into, like there were, I sent you and my brother yep. a couple of screenshots of like I didn't even know Michael was hidden in the background and stuff mm-hmm. like this. And dude, actually after I sat down and watched the film, it bumped up to a B now. <laughs> I texted you and my brother and I was like, Halloween ends because I mean if you listen to our uh episode, we didn't dog it. No. Um uh, but Not that I remember. No, we didn't. But I, I gave it a C plus, and I think my brother gave it a C plus, and I can't remember what you gave it. I'm gonna say I gave it a C. You either gave it a C or a B. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, but it bumped it up, and I told Randy, I was like, "But dude, you got to watch it now." It's, but it was well, actually if we hold true, October rolls around. Yeah, we'll do a full review on it. Not on Halloween ends. The yeah. full review on the yeah. Halloween thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, getting off that, I just had to share that because I was like. Man, you had to change your grade. Well, I didn't necessarily have to change it, but I was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, because you know we went into that movie and we already knew some of the spoilers, yeah. and we went in like, oh man, this well, is- that's what's so good about giving a snap grade right after you watch it. Yeah, because you get to, your first feeling of it, and then you get to come back later on and say, I rewatched it, kind of know what I can get myself into, right? And this is kind of what I've seen. And you also had time to go back and and read and watch a bunch of stuff about the making of the movie, right? And how John Carpenter was talking about everybody wanted him in this way in this movie, and everybody wanted him this way in this movie. So, you know, I'll tell you honestly, what got me is uh, now that I was watching it, everybody's like, "You went from the fog to this." Well, it's John Carpenter. Well, they said, you know, of course, John Carpenter's 1978 was classic. 2018, they said <clears throat> they followed up on the classic. They had to make it like it. Yeah. Which for they and they said for the, a lot of the old school fans, that's what people loved. For the people that wanted to see the movie where Michael is just at his most brutal, that made that film was made Halloween Kills. That's what those fans got. Yep. And now, now that I've sat down and rewatched Halloween Ends, I get what they were saying. Halloween Ends is you've seen how in Halloween Kills how this town was just they turned on themselves almost like they went ballistic. Yeah. And they went nuts and. Now, here it is on Halloween Ends. It's the result of four years later. Right. And, like, you feel bad for, like, Lori Strode. Remember, she's coming out of the grocery store all happy, and that woman's like, what are you smiling about? You see what he did to my sister and all this? But the town has still got, like, a... um, Grudge. A grudge on it. And then as soon as the thing happened with Corey, it showed at the beginning, like, after the little boy was killed when Corey's watching him, the rest of the film... Every time, like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is sitting there, or Lori Strode, she's typing up her book. It shows, like, a woman or a person hanging from their house. It shows a couple that was shot, and yeah. all you hear them say is, do you think he's back? And they're like, no, Michael never used a gun. They still never healed. Yeah. And, like I said, the more in depth you get into it, I'm like, I see it. You know, Corey was pushed to his limits and yeah. lost it. But, like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is not... Halloween is ain't one that I'm going to sit there and be like, hey, let's watch it, you know. <laughs> but if I go back and watch 
2018 kills. I will actually pop it in and watch it, but. Every, every, one of these times, you'll get a hankering to watch the trilogy all over again. So. Oh, I will eventually, yeah. And yeah, Actually, you had to watch all four of them. Yeah, exactly. So. Was, yeah. But that being said, uh, make sure that you give us a follow on all of our social media. Uh, on Instagram, we're Small Town Horror Johnny underscore Randy. On Facebook, it's Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And Twitter is at Small T Horror Pod. Pod. Make sure you check us out anywhere you can get your podcast. Ankle. 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 Anchor by Spotify. Google Podcast. Apple Podcast. Anywhere that you can get your podcast. Check us out. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. You don't like it? Tough. Leave us one anyway. Yeah, and you can always email us at smalltownhorrorwithjohnnyrandy at gmail.com. I'm going to email Google and tell them to delete that entire podcast. Oh, and we said if anybody leaves us any reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we will read them. And we actually have a new uh, review. What? They gave us a five-star rating All on Apple Podcasts. And what's, what's this thing? And this is what they said. Great podcast by some great dudes. Five stars. If you like scary movies, look no further. This is the podcast for you. Great conversations, original reviews, old and new films, great personalities. Check out Johnny and Randy on the podcast along with other guests on their show. Don't be scared and don't miss an episode. And it is by Be More Rad. So we we just want to thank you. Hey, Be More Rad. Yeah, we want to thank you for uh, the review. We appreciate it. So, so far we've got six ratings and all of them has been five I want, us, I want us to get a bad one because I want to read a bad one. Oh, don't say that. Yeah. Somebody leave me a bad one. If you don't like it, leave me one. <laughs> I'm, but, just, I'm just trying to get hits on there. Yeah. But it only takes just a couple minutes to give us a like, so we appreciate it. <clears throat> and uh, with that being said, the next time we see you, it will be My Bloody Valentine 2009 Not remake. Not quite be on Valentine's Day, but we're going to get it close. Yeah. It'll be like four days after. <laughs> yeah something like that alright with that being said everyone remember to always stay scared and stay spooky